Hey everybody, my name is Alex and this is Lunchbox Radio. Now, before we get started, I wanted to remind you to listen to the new weekly news show, the first episode of which I actually put out in the feed last Wednesday. And actually, you can listen to the second episode, which will have come out in the feed literally on this Wednesday, meaning the day before this was released, which is usually Thursdays. But definitely go check that out. I have a big announcement. If you have if you haven't been watching the YouTube channel's Sunday editions, you will probably not have known this. And also, once again, you can watch the podcast in the form of the Sunday editions over on YouTube. There's always a link to the YouTube channel's page in the description of every episode. So definitely go check that out. And in that episode, I talked about the new weekly news show, which, once again, if you haven't heard it, will be the will be the day before this show comes out every time which means this show comes out on Wednesday nights the new show comes out uh, the this show comes out on Thursday nights the new show comes out on Wednesday mornings actually but so definitely go listen to that but I will be going to Japan for the later part of December to the earlier to the early half of January. So I'm very excited. I am planning a trip. It involves a lot of me trying to coordinate stuff with Kie. Hi, Kie. We just talked about going to the Ghibli Museum. Um, I need to <laughs> coordinate getting tickets for that because it's, it's a thing to get tickets for that. But I'm very excited. I'm super happy to be going. And what that means for this podcast is I will probably figure out a way to do to have these episodes go off without a hitch meaning the third day edition episodes but i think the new show is probably going to take a break only because of the way that i do it which if you haven't listened to it i encourage you to go listen to the new show and you'll find out why that is when you listen to the new show but the sunday editions will probably turn into at least the sunday edition while i'm there will probably be like a travel blog check-in thing because I think it's a cool thing to do and it's a way to incorporate the trip into the podcast and all that fun stuff. And I can totally see that like Kie would want to be on a podcast because she's my best friend and she would probably be like, yeah, I want to be on one. Jerk. But anyway, so I'm actually going to go get to see um, one of my two best friends in the world. So I'm very happy about that. But on that note, let's jump into what we're talking about this week. And considering that it's about to come back, I forget on what day, but it's about to come back pretty soon. It's like going to come back like July 8th or 9th or somewhere around there. Um, since the new season of Jujutsu Kaisen is about to, you know, be, since Jujutsu Kaisen is about to be back in our lives with its new season, I want to talk about the first season in the movie and the way the show what the show is doing and how it works and you know its lineage and all that stuff so i wanted to do a rewind episode that's right i haven't forgotten about them this is a rewind episode technically where i take another look at jujutsu kaisen another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Anime considered. Lunchbox Radio. Now, originally airing in so in Octo- on o- in October of 2020, Jujutsu is considered by many people to be one of the what they call dark trinity or dark trio, and that includes, I believe, Jujutsu Kaisen, Chainsaw Man, and uh, oh, and Hell's Paradise, and all three of these started off as manga with different with different levels of fandom and different levels of, like, devotion of the fandom and all that stuff. Jujutsu Kaisen, however, has the unique happenstance of being the first one to be adapted of those three, and it's probably because of its more traditional... traditional makeup as a kind of shonen action show. But one of the things that you recognize really quickly with Jujutsu Kaisen is it's doing a lot of stuff that stories that stories before it attempted to do either attempted to do or pulled off pretty successfully and it's doing it with but it's doing it with the kind of conviction that you wouldn't that sometimes you wouldn't be able to do in say the early 80s or in say the mid to late 80s or early to late not or entirety of the 90s or even the early or even the early aughts before 2010 basically and the reason why i'm saying that is because it it does this thing that they hint to that they hint at in things like yu hawk show in that it is really playing off of a story that's older than its main cast. And you don't... You don't super understand that story until um, Jujutsu Kaisen movie. The, the, Jujutsu Kaisen... The movie. The Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. And... Gege Akatami, who is actually around my age. He's like in his 30s. He's like in his mid 30s. Exactly like I am. He's a millennial author. And you feel that in this you feel that in two of the three shows that I mentioned in mainly in Jujutsu Kaisen and in Chainsaw Man Hell of Paradise which I've done a show about I've done a show I've, I've also done a show about Chainsaw Man I think I'm pretty sure I'm 90% I'm actually I have done a show about Chainsaw Man but the J- Hell of Paradise feels feels much more like a traditional anime regardless of its premise which is really a pretty unique premise and relies a lot on you know 
Japanese history and Buddhism and all this other and reincarnation and all this other stuff. But the thing that Chainsaw Man and Hell's Paradise are missing is this acceptance of the darkness of the world. So the I so if you're not familiar with Jujutsu Kaisen, A, you should totally go watch it. You still have time, probably, before the new season comes out to, like, just down that whole thing in, like, one big marathon sitting. And that it plays well in that format. In... How should I put this? It, in many cases, lots of anime don't binge well, if that makes any sense. What they do is they, like... They play well week to week, but when you, like, cram them together, it feels a little odd and stilted. This... This show, this property, lends itself well to either being watched out... Being, being watched... Spread out on a full season schedule, or being watched all together. And it, it, the enjoyment is kind of the same, because it, many of the episodes are very, like minute like moment to moment moment minute to minute in terms of their pacing between one episode and the next episode it's not like you're it's not like you're traversing months and you have to remind yourself oh there would have been a week in between this in the way it aired it doesn't have that problem um but in any case the the deal with Jujutsu Kaisen is it's all about Exercising curses, but it's curses in a very Japanese sense of the concept. It's not. It's yet yeah, yes, it's people put hexes on people, but also it's about vibes, for lack of a better word. So when the show the show opens up with 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 with. with one of the main characters, Megumi Fuchigoro, showing up at a public, showing up at a public high school and like going to a like weird little store, going to like a weird little like almost birdhouse, probably like bat house, like out in the corner of a, a field on the school grounds, and he's being and he's been told by his advisor, a character who later meet Sotaro Gojo. To, like, go pick up this cursed object, because it probably shouldn't just be sitting here. And he looks at it, and he goes looking for it, and it's gone. And here's something I missed that then revealed to me why this was so well built to have an abridged series made out of it. Because if you're not familiar with, like, the abridged series, basically shows big shows like Helsing... And Yu-Gi-Oh, which I know that seems like a two end, two different ends of the spectrum, but I'll explain in a second. And Dragon Ball Z, some of their pop, more than a little of their popularity is, at this point, is as much to do with those shows as it is to do with their abridged series. And Team Four Star kind of started the ball rolling. Um, Sword Art Online also has an abridged series. I I know it does, but what? And those series don't always get finished. I'm not sure if the Sword Online one was ever actually finished, but it has an abridged series out there on YouTube. The abridged series are basically comedy redubs of using 
footage and like spliced together footage and sometimes like meticulously redrawn stuff to make a comedy out of an otherwise usually serious show. The most famous one is Team Four Stars, Dragon Ball, Bri- Dragon Ball, and Dragon Ball the Abridged. They are hilarious. They they are, and they're responsible for a lot of people's like real opinions about these characters because they just straight up say what they they say what these characters are up to. Another one that Team Four Star did was um, Hell Thing Abridged, which is also absolutely batshit, hilariously fucking insane. And these are um usually pretty. In Hellsing's case, it's pretty profane. Like, it's a lot of F-bombs. Like, the, if you've ever heard the phrase, I fucked the fear turkey, that came from that. If you're like, where the hell did... That came from... From Alucard saying it to a character in... In... In Hellsing Bridge. But... Somebody endeavored to make it. I don't know how far they got. I think I've only seen up to, like, episode four of it a Jutsu Kaisen abridge. And it is just, it's just absolutely hysterical. And the reason that it is so funny is because the comedy in the show is off kilter, is off kilter in a way that, like, not even anime has many times. Like, it, like, you don't need, it doesn't need much they, they, all the building blocks are there. It doesn't need much to get you to from like point A to point B. And the reason for that is the show has a pretty dark fucking sense of humor and has a pretty dark understanding of itself. But unlike many shows where it like it tries to paint that as a bad thing, it just kind of sit with it and it asks you to sit with it and ask you to sit with what that means. And all of its characters, especially its strongest characters, aren't actually like good people. Like the the point isn't to be a like a good righteous hero. The point is to this is like a necessary thing and you gotta get it the fuck done. And they don't, they don't straight up lay this out for you until you get to the film where Gojo straight up tells you what the deal with, um, Jujutsu, with uh, Jujutsu School is, with Jujutsu Tech is. And in the film, he says, Jujutsu High exists so you can learn curses to fight curses, to fight and exercise curses. Because you need need to use curses to stop and destroy curses. And what that means is in everybody, including the main character, you you have this like boiling you have this boiling these boiling cauldrons of essentially fucked up people with a lot of hate and anger and rage at the world. And they're focusing their negative emotions to basically turn them into superpowers. And what that looks like, all except for one character who we'll get to eventually, what that looks like is characters who are fundamentally flawed. Characters who do not exist to be anybody's idol. They exist 
to like yes do good but not do good at the at the expense of themselves and one of the things that's like one of the things that my hero academia in its most recent se season kind of ran slammed right up into was how do you make a good how do you make characters both be a good person into like a vigil ante it's really hard one of the reasons why like batman is such a son of a bitch is because that makes it easier for you for him to function as a visual ante for him to function as someone who is fully willing to do crimes for good someone who is fully willing to just like break into a fucking store to stop a supervillain like someone who is like morally who is socially compromised but morally usually right and so you have these characters in this show who are they are extremely morally compromised they are they are fucked up weird like nightmare people and probably my favorite demonstration of this come from one of my favorite female characters ever which is Nobara Kugisaki and the in the kind of I want to say the second arc in the second arc of the first season they have a big like tournament they have essentially a tournament arc in the same style as the tournament arc they had at the school festival arc in my hero where they're all fighting in the woods they have that but she's fighting another female sorcerer a girl named momo whose like specialty is that she's basically this show's version of kiki from kiki delivery service except with like added wind boost powers um, and momo is trying to tell her like look like you if you want to be a female sorcerer and you want to make it you have to be perfect like that's what the that's what these fucking old men ask of us and it's a very like this girl trying to tell this other woman, this woman trying to tell this other woman, like, here's how you get a seat at the table, bitch. And Nobara is like, fuck your seat, I'm making a new table. And she, she says something that, that hold, that her character holds true for the rest of the story in that she's like, I, I love myself when I'm pretty and beautiful and fucking, like, dressed to the nines and elegant as shit. I also love myself when I'm down in the dirt, kicking ass, and she proceeds to kick the shit out of this poor girl. And in that moment, probably the, it's the most standout moment, but all throughout the first season and definitely throughout the movie it demonstrate it demonstrates this thing of you don't need to be a goody two-shoes you don't need to be the boy scout to be that to be a hero like that that's something that lots of people pretend that they want but in reality it's not really possible it's just not possible like it's not like, you don't get, you don't get a character like Superman 
But, and even and the thing with Superman is that if you look at Superman, if you look at Superman as a character and as a story, like Superman gets fucked up at some point. Like at some point in an alternate history, the Justice Lords happen. At another point, like Superman takes like the Boy Scout thing to a to a to a point where he is like the judge jury and executioner in a way that he, not even not even he in his more rational moments is like this is a good thing and that's why he straight up like at some point goes to Bruce Wayne and is like hey if I cross a line I need you to just have kryptonite just all the time to fucking shut my shit down because if you if if somebody doesn't I'm gonna make some mistakes I'm like there's this recognition in Clark at some point that he's like, I am not a god of the world. Like, I don't have the right to make all these decisions that I'm making. And at some point, I'm going to I'm gonna misstep. It's going to be bad. It's going to be dumb. It's going to be not someone who necessarily deserves it. And I need to be stopped. What, and, and I think one of the very first episodes of Justice League is the Starro, it's a Starro episode of Justice League where Superman gets taken over by Starro and they've got to fucking stop him. And straight up, like, somebody's like, oh shit. <laughs> Batman sure has a lot of kryptonite, doesn't he, bud? And everybody's like, why? And also people are to Superman like, why do you let him? And, he, and Superman like, because of the shit that just happened. Are you kidding me? Imagine if I lost my- imagine if Lois dies and I lose my shit. Somebody needs to stop me. And none of you fucking will. He- he's broken enough to to- to not even attempt it, to succeed at it. And the- the Jujutsu Kaisen universe is more interested in showing you characters who are like Batman rather than char hero characters who are like Superman. And in doing that, you, you're allowed to have characters who are good people, that, who are, by society's standards, pretty do a lot of good, who are just sickos, who are just big old pieces of shit, and there's no way around it. Namely, Ali Toto, who is just an idol fanboy, who loves a big old dump truck ass on a girl. Like, it's... It's wild. And you get, like... You get characters like Maki Zenin, who I, who I alluded to earlier, who's a, who's a character who in this world is a sorcerer, but she does not have access to any cursed, any, any cursed energy. And cursed energy is a power system in this, in this universe. So that means she's essentially gated off from using cursed techniques or cursed energy. And what she's done instead is she's just collected weapons. And she's become this one woman walking fucking arsenal. Was she, and she is one of the strongest, one of the stronger characters in the show. And she just murders people. And what, and at some point in the, in the film, Yuta, the character of Gege Akitaro's original 
test manga, which then got converted into Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. There's a chapter zero that is the material that went into making the film. When he asked her, like, why do you want to be a sorcerer? Like, you could just be a normal girl. Like, you could have left your family and just, like, gone to high school like a normal person. This, seem, this seems like not a thing people want to do. And she straight up is like, oh, I'm doing it out of spite, motherfucker. <laughs> I am going to fucking rocket up this ladder. I am going to kick the person at the top of the ladder off the ladder as violently as possible. I, w I wake up every morning and I choose violence. And <laughs> you mean, and most people's response to that is you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Fucking go, girl. As, as well it should be. And this... This whole universe... Understanding of negativity and of negative emotion and of hatred and anger and rage and all of those emotions is so much more nuanced and so much more interesting than even something like... That doesn't ignore it like... Hunter x Hunter. Hunter x Hunter is oftentimes praised for its, like, use of Gone as, like, tricking you into thinking he's the thing the show's about for the first, until the end of the Chimera Ant arc. Which, by the way, spoiler alert for Hunter x Hunter. So, uh, in Hunter x Hunter, like, there comes a point where Gone is, like, he just had enough Little kid just snaps like a twig, goes off. He goes on one for a long time, and he is out to murder another character. Not even another particularly important character, like just like a side character, like a sub-boss, who he's just like, nope, you killed, you killed my father, you, you fucking murdered my, you fucked up and murdered my father figure. You need to die. And he does it. And he pays for it. He almost pays for it with his life. And that like sets the world kind of on a different axis. Because his actions have like this, have this knock-on effect that changes the way the, the story is. Because he's no longer the main character. From that point on, you're not really focusing on Gon. You're focusing on Karapika and, like, a whole different thing. It, up until that point, you're like, we're going to be with this kid for a long time. No, no, you're not. You, you're you going to be with this kid precisely to a point, and the show is just like, nope, too dangerous, kid. You get to, like, go live with your parents and grow up and have a normal life now. Like, technically, you do have a hunter's license, but you no longer have an access to Nen. Like, straight up. And the show just straight up said that and is and is that. And could he come back into the story? Could, could the mangaka, I forget his name, 
I think Horikoshi could Horikoshi work him back into the story. Sure, but it's probably not going to happen. That's not what he's kind of interested in doing with that story, it seems. And so, in doing that, like, they they catapult you into a different thing. And then, of course, you have um, Karapika and his whole backstory and, like, the, 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 the spiders and blah, 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 blah. But the... The Phantom Troop, I mean. But the thing is... That that still kind of holds it at arm's length. It still holds the truth of being that kind of wicked. At, of having that kind of wickedness in people at arm's length to some extent. It certainly engages in it more than, say, Dragon Ball Z. Or any or anything else. Or even something like Yu Yu Hakusho. Like, Yu Yu Hakusho has the reputation because it was of being like the badass of shonen anime because it has a char- it has a main character who's just a delinquent who is a misunderstood teenage teenage punk who yes is a good person but like no is not interested in not cursing be- because he thinks because people think that good people don't curse Jujutsu Kaisen takes it further than that it, it there's an honesty to its characters an honesty to its world in that like if you're a shitbag nobody really cares as long as like you're not hurting anybody there's a character named Mai who is delved into way more in the manga at this point but will be delved into more probably in the second season because they're gonna they're gonna the second season is kind of is a flashback arc to when Gojo and Geto were, like, actually friends and buddies and classmates and, like, partners in crime. And May is straight up, she, she's for hire. She just, she can be bought. Like, you have to buy her for a lot. But, like, if you want her on your side, you better be offering some serious change. And the shoujo tells you that. Like, it's straight up like, Oh, she could have... They say that there's a mole in Jujutsu High. And they straight up are like, it could be May. It could be May. You don't know who that check's fucking from. Somebody could have paid her to say, like, hey, do, go do this. And, she, and when you see her in the film, you realize, like, oh... The, like, higher-ups are paying her... Uh, have her, like, very much on a payroll... Where, like, she gets bonuses and shit for killing shit that nobody else gets. Because that's the only motivator. motivator. And fuck you if you're, not, if you're not willing to pay. And it's just, like... And the other thing I find really kind of refreshing is that they do... They do, and I talked about this when I talked about the last... Jujutsu Kaisen the last time. If they do this with the female characters. They do it with the male characters in, like, almost a comical way. But they do it in a way of real conviction with the female characters. The only one who's kind of like take it, his like weirdness is taken seriously is Nanami. But characters like Nobara, characters like Maki, May, the other the other girl with the um Taohime, I think her, her name is. All those characters all, all these female characters are just 
are just pieces of shit. Are just... And I say that lovingly. Like, I'm not saying, like, these, like, these are bitchy, crazy assholes. But, like, they're not interested in... Like, they're not interested in... Do, in that, with the exception of Momo, who quickly becomes disillusioned, I'm pretty sure. Even a character like Miwa, like, freely refers her, to herself as a lazy, useless bum. And, like, is... Is constantly sighing, letting out huge sighs of relief when, like, she doesn't have to do something. Like, she, like, doesn't want to rock the boat, but also she would prefer just not. And it's, it's this, that dedication to saying, like, no, we're going to let our female characters be more than generally anime characters, generally female characters in anime get to be on a general basis. Like, if you look at... So, this this is how I'm gonna... This is how I'm gonna pose it to you. In... In... In Sailor Moon, you look at Usagi, or any of the Sailor Scouts, they... Are like they are like sometimes like weirdos and like total like teenage goofballs, but they're not really bad people at any point. They're like teenagers, but not like real teenagers. Like they don't feel like you get the sense that they don't feel malice towards people. You shift the lens though from to the that author's husband, who is the guy who's responsible for. Uh, for Yu Yu Hakusho and for Hunter Hunter, and you look at Yu Yu Hakusho, you look at Kubar's older sister, Atsuko, and she very much seems like this portrait of a Keiko is Keiko and whatever, and Yukina is kind of like a soft-spoken like, oh, Kubara, like, blah 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 blah. Um, but Atsuko. Is very much like a failed magical girl, like grown up. Like she is very much like a dissolute. Like what if one of the Sailor Scouts hit 28 and just, just had a midlife crisis? Like just stopped giving a fuck. And it's it's really, this is really interesting moment when you realize, oh, he's married to the lady who made Sailor Moon. This makes a lot of sense. Like, that, that, that character makes a lot of sense in this context. And the reason why I'm bringing up Yu Hakusho so much here is because it, I think, I think Jujutsu Kaisen is at that level. I think it's at the level of, like, Yu Yu Hakusho of a Hunter x Hunter. I know lots of people will say that I'm, like, sacrilegious for saying that, but it's, it's really true. The... The writing, the pacing, the, like, characterization, the handling of the world is all really full and intentional and sought out in a way that, like, lots of... in a way that show, that some shows just don't hold up to. So I mentioned when I was talking about Akadama Drive a couple episodes ago that... This... It was really hard to watch Akadama Drive 
along with binging Jujutsu Kaisen to do, to record this episode because Jujutsu Kaisen is so good and Jujutsu Kaisen and Akadama Drive is just kind of okay. Like it's not bad. It's not. It's not the worst. It's no. It's no fucking trying to take high school DXD seriously. It's no Beastmaster or whatever the fuck that like cat girl taming anime is. It's not that, but it's not. It's certainly not in the. It can't hang with something like Jujutsu Kaisen. It can't hang with something like any like either of the other of the three dark trinity. And so that. And that. And that quality is probably mostly due to the way that the show handles its characters, and not just female characters. I'm, I'm very as a guy who really relates to that movie, to that movie, um, Land of Women. If you've never seen it, um, it's about a guy who grows up essentially with no father figure and surrounded by women constantly. I really like when I see what. When I see real strong female characters versus what people believe to be strong female characters, I I always want to take note of it. And part of presenting an actual strong character is having the confidence to present them as less than squeaky clean. So if you look at as less than squeaky clean and not like section it off. So a great example of this is, and poor Kishimoto, he can't, he can't catch a break with Sakura. Like, Sakura ranked number three on the popularity thing, and she just got... She, and she just, like, look at the vote total, and she didn't even get close. But she beat a whole bunch of other fucking people, including Naruto and Sasuke. But he originally envisioned Sakura because he wanted her to be, like, a, a character that people loved. He wanted... He was trying to make a strong female character, and it, I would imagine, and he said that, like, it disappoints him that she fell so flat with the fan base. But you look at her, and, like, she's a shithead. Like, Sakura kind of hangs right next to no Nobara as, like, you don't get a Nobara without a Sakura first. Like, Sakura is a kind of terrible person. <laughs> Nobara is a truly terrible person. <laughs> but, like, in the way that people are terrible. In the way that, like, people are selfish and self-serving. And and the way that people are real people. And... The thing with Sakura, the reason why I don't think Sakura worked out as well enough. And the, thing, the reason why I don't think that so many of the characters in previous shonen shows that have that, like, bad person ed to them work, are, were, were as loved as these characters, is that they, they didn't push it far enough. They didn't push it far enough for it to come back around and feel human. So, and, uh, or they, like, made it, like, weird and vindictive. Like, you look at somebody like, like, like Gene Freaks, Gone's dad. Gene Freaks is just a bad dad, y'all. And the show doesn't even hide that. Like, it's like, hey, you're a shit piece... You're a piece of shit father. Like, it's not cool that you... 
it's cool that you have your own dreams and hopes and dreams, but it's not cool that you just left your son. Like, go visit your kid, you piece of garbage. And the show treat and everybody in the show treats Gene like he's an absolute fu- fucking pustule of a man. As well they should. But this show isn't saying like these characters are bad people because they're abusing their power or anything like that. It's saying like these characters are just they're just dysfunctional. They're weird. They're 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 the little weirdos. Like the perfect example is I'm actually not a female character. It's Megami. It's Megami Fushiguro. Megami Fushiguro straight up says at many times in the show, like, I'm not saving people because I'm trying to be a good person. I'm saving people because I want to. Fuck what everyone else says. If somebody's a shitbag, I'm happy to let them die. It's not an all equal, an all lives are equal thing. It's a, I want you to live so you're gonna fucking live. And that, that sounds, that sounds like the same thing, but it's not. It's just not. And... There's, there's a great scene early on, I think in like episode, in like, at the end of the Kirk Womb arc, um, where Sukuna, like, now fully awake inside of Yuji, is like, something bothers me. Like, you have a lot more potential that you're just not meeting because you keep running the fuck away, you dumbass. Like, you keep not staring back into the abyss harder when the abyss stares at you. And ultimately, Fushiguro just straight up does that. And he absolutely rocks a, a like big villain's shit in a way that he wouldn't have otherwise. And so many, so many shows and so much of media, especially aimed at young people, especially aimed at anybody really, is like... And this has changed. This has absolutely changed since the golden era of television, since Mad Men and, you know, like, Breaking Bad and all that. And you have all of these, like, tragic heroes and anti-heroes and stuff like that. But so much of media still is My Hero Academia squeaky clean. Like, you should... You should, like, you should embrace the good parts of you and try and like control the bad parts of you this what this show does in a really interesting way is it says like no nah man what if those bad parts are the good parts like what if those bad parts are the way we get it done like what so there's a show called um survivor's remorse that used to run on stars and survivor's remorse was about a Guy who gets drafted into the NBA from, from, I think from playing college ball or from, for, or from the minor leagues or whatever. And he comes up from the ghetto into like, into like wealthy, you know, professional athlete money, wealthy kind of society. And it's about... 
it's about dealing with the guilt. It's really about dealing with the guilt that it feels to be that person in that situation. And it's also a comedy and blah, 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 blah. But it's got this character who is a team owner. And team owner is... And I felt very seen by this. I'm sure a lot of people with some serious rageaholic issues like myself felt very seen by this. It has this character who's just pissed. Whose pro- who's default emotion is anger. And like, somebody, somebody at some point is just like, don't you, don't you get tired? Of, like, like, don't you, don't you not like being this angry? Like, isn't being this angry a bad thing? And he's like, fuck no. I use it. I, I focus that. Like, the anger is just kind of swarming around me. But when I focus it, when I bring it to a point, I get shit done. And that's how I managed to be a billionaire and own a basketball team, you fucking moron. And it... It... That conversation, that scene, kind of crystallizes in a real way that it is possible to achieve great things with negative... with, with negative intent. And people... And yes, it's, it's also common, much more common, that, you know, like, you do terrible things with negative intent, too. But people seem to have this... I don't even think it's a belief, I think it's a desire to see good, to see the people who have done good for the world, good people. The people who have done great and beautiful who have achieved great and beautiful things for humanity as good people Uh, and yeah like the the like 13 year old grade school philosopher like the 15 year old freshman philosophy student will tell you like well yeah abraham lincoln owned slaves well yeah you know benjamin franklin was a piece of shit nobody liked him well yeah you know this that and the other thing but the reality is, is that, like, most of the time, there are people who are on both sides of any conflict who believe they are correct. For whatever reason. Those reasons could be just, they could be not just. There's a, there's a character in this who I want to talk about briefly. I want to find him, though. And he's, he's, he is in this group of cursed spirits. That they encounter. I. His name is Hanami. But he's not a cursed spirit. He just not. Or he doesn't feel to people like a cursed spirit. And all the characters who encounter him. Are like you don't feel right. Like, like I'm not getting. Like malice or like hatred. Or like lust or any of that shit from you. I'm getting like a baseline. And the reason for that is he's not a cursed spirit. He's not. He is not entirely a cursed spirit. He is a. Nat- he is a natural spirit, meaning a spirit of nature, who's being who's been corrupted by all of humanity's bullshit, by all of humanity's abuse of the planet. And his goal is to wipe out humanity, not so the demons can exist, but so that the planet can breathe. The planet can like continue to be and granted this is a really specific interpretation of like 
environmentalism and global warming that says the planet cares what we're that we're fucking it up and not that the planet is just will get rid of us and readapt to whatever it wants to be anyway but it all is also a recognition of that and that like listen like if we fuck up the planet too hard it will fucking kill us and that in making that character it takes this understanding of like bad and flips it a little in that like and in, with all of these curses with all the curses you 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 encounter you encounter them in places where people have bad memories you encounter them in places they they are things that aren't that don't show up because people put them there except for the bad guys in this show who are putting them there but they are things that show up as a result of like a collective discomfort of a collective bad vibe and of course a show like that would have a lot more to say and think about negative emotions than a show that is like out there to sell merchandise like say my hero academia not that that's a bad thing not that like you need to always have a super complex show for it to be a good show but i I watched Yusu Kaisen and I'm more interested while watching it in it than I am while I'm watching than when I'm watching something like My Hero Academia. And that's because of this of the treatment of the subject matter, of the like the to be a hero in this show's universe in the way this show defines heroes, you kinda need to be a dickbag. You like you just need to be a bad person on some level. Or, not necessarily a bad person, but you need to not be squeaky clean. Like, it, and even in a character like Yuji, you have this conviction that is wild-eyed. That is not healthy. And, like, people, people recognize it as not being healthy. And, but also, they're like, that's okay. Like, I'm not one to speak. Like, it's fine. Like, he's insane but we are all insane. It's how we do what we do. And it's just... It's just so fantastic. And I, I know what's coming up in the new season, since it's the flashback season. Like I said, to the time when Gojo and Ghetto were still, like, peas in a pod kind of thing. And you get to see how all of these other characters get kind of, like, into their adult fucked up forms in that season and it'll, it's just gonna be great like I, it, it's gonna be a fun time and I, I once I found out that the new season was coming out I was like I should really do a rewind and touch back on this show again because it's worth it it, it is it is such a good show that if you don't watch something of it if you're watching a bunch of stuff with it it will it will make things that are not its equal less enjoyable by just existing in the same brain space. So on that note, this has been Lunchbox Radio. I have been Alex, and definitely check the podcast out um, on the whatever podcast app you're using to listen to me right now. Leave a five-star review for the show. That really helps. If you're like, oh, this is really cool, you can definitely go um, recommend it to a friend. Be like, hey, you like anime, you should be listening to this crazy guy talk about anime in a really roundabout, weird fucking way every week 
on the internet. So um, definitely share it with your friends. But until next time, I will talk at you next time.